Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome, Pat. Welcome, guest. <laughs> How's it going, Brian? How's it going, <laughs> guest? <laughs> Our shit is vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com and vicariouslivingpodcast on Instagram. Perfect, perfect intro. Thank you. Guest this week is an old friend of ours, goes way, way back, actually more way back with Pat. That's true. And I actually have a question for Ben to ask something about that which will be interesting um okay hello ben how are you doing doing well excited to be here thank you so ben is a fan he's listened to every single podcast truth and it's not because he's our friend he actually listens because of the high quality content it started out because i was your friend and it takes quite the commitment so i have Every single pod, though. Could you say, uh, obviously you listen because you're a friend and we really do appreciate that. Keeps us keeps us afloat, keeps us excited. Could you see yourself not knowing us and still enjoying our voices? Absolutely. Okay. Now, I know that when I hear my voice, I'm going to be out. This is probably my last pod I'm going to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. Everyone says that they, uh, they hate the sound of their own voice and when they hear it back, they just uh, don't stop throwing up. Um, yeah, it's something I've been able to get used to. Still hate it big time, but I still got to listen back. The only advice I would give Ben for your first time is just know that, like, you have two kids now. Your kids will never, ever, ever not hear this. Yeah. So yeah. you're good. You can say whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. Don't even worry. I yeah. feel like they're definitely going to hear this. Like, in the future, it's going to be so difficult to hide anything. There's going to be, like, voice algorithms where, like, if you show up on anything, it's going to be face algorithms, voice algorithms. You cannot hide from, what, 2010 on? Probably not. Everything's going to be out there. You're naked at all times. When those algorithms kick in, all they're going to do is just search dick and balls and my name's going to pop up so many (laughs) fucking times. She can be dick balls and every single one of our podcasts is going to show up. My kids are going to find all my shit by just typing dick in. Actual. Fuck. Anyways, okay, should we, we got two episodes tonight of Laguna Beach. Um, should we kick it off with some questions for Ben? Oh, shit. We got swag right now. $30 each, said swag. I got my shirt on right now. DL on Instagram, go to Wicklow Wear, or send us a message and get said swag. It's fire swag. Ben felt my shirt earlier. Feel it. How fucking soft is that shit? I didn't believe it until tonight, and it's fire. Absolute fire. Should we put, Should we pencil you in for a purchase? Well, I'm going to have well, to DM you, yeah. On the yeah, spot. Send us a DM. That's the way to get orders. Get people on the pod and then on the spot asking. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. Anytime hey, we have a guest on. It's a great on, business move, Brian. Dude. Here's the thing, Pat. When you're in business mode, you're moving merch. All you're thinking about is moving merch. It's mm-hmm. all you're thinking about. So obviously, I'm in that mode right now. Um, See, I saw this coming, so I did not bring in my credit card. 
So it's still in the car. So I'm on Venmo too. So no I'm way. on Venmo. Yeah. See, our that's podcast. The these days. Our podcast is on Venmo as well. So you can. We'll mark you down. We'll mark you down. We'll mark you down. Um, okay, so now, officially, let's give Ben's intro song. Here it is. This is to get your feet wet. I have some questions. I prepped Pat in our pre, pre-production pre meeting that we have every single week for this podcast. He's got some questions. He sent me a text at like 10.30 this morning. So Sounds about right. Pre-production. I've had some time. Yep. Pre-production. Um, okay, first question for Ben. You've known Pipes a long time. Much longer than me. You guys go all the way back to grade school. Are there any stories that you would like to tell the listeners about young Pat that would be really fucking embarrassing? Probably not. He was not a wild card. He was very predictable for a very long time. He kind of grew into the wild card. Is it real pussy? But how many chicks was he hooking up with back then? Yeah, see, I don't have any stories. Shit. Like, if if he was hooking up with a bunch of chicks, I might have stories. Yeah. But... The lack of hooking up with all yeah. of the chicks lessons, means it's a lot of sitting around in basements just that's, shooting the shit. That's absolutely so. what it was. Lesson for the kids and lesson for your uh, two boys who are probably now listening to this, like, you know, 20 years from now. Yep. <laughs> just if you don't want any embarrassing stories by yourself, just get no chicks. Mm-hmm. It works. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. I might have to edit that one out because, uh, fuck that, I thought you were maybe a little more interesting. Uh, second question, Ben. High school, let's fast forward a little bit. When did it fully sink in freshman year that I was getting that freshman year basketball spot? When did it really sink I in had... that it was mine? So, a little bit of background. Um, I went out for freshman year basketball. And I made it to the last game, and it was a scrimmage. Yeah. So the last tryout was a scrimmage against another freshman tryout team, I believe. And You're down to like 20, maybe like 18, 20 kids at yeah. this point. Down, whittled down from probably, what, 100, 200 kids that tried out? 100? Yeah. Something yeah. like that? At least 100. So you're now down to the top 20. They do a scrimmage to see like real live game action. Who's yeah. going to get over the hump? I mean, I believe I took at least three charges during that game. Yeah. And it's your bread and butter. In that conference, in that league, taking charges may as well be like a Steph Curry shooter. I mean, like mm-hmm. it is just all about defense. You, If you can score 35 points, it's basically like no being in like the Big Ten. You know, like yeah. where first to 55 wins... That's kind of how our conference was. So I was just flopping all over the place trying to prove that I could play defense better than anyone. Mm-hmm. I think I scored maybe six points, which that was my downfall. They needed scores. And uh, I believe, BD, you scored a few up. points. I will say, so though, was... I thought you got screwed on that. I thought you got screwed. I, I, there was a couple kids that made the team that it was some real bullshit. You should have been on that freshman squad with me. And they quit after freshman year. Right. Like, look, I'm not a quitter. I'm a lot of things, but a quitter, I'm not. 
That's yeah. true. Two but, things I know about you: not a quitter, lockdown defense. BD, not a quitter, wet from three. I guess that's no, what I qu- wanted. No, I quit a lot. <laughs> I quit a lot of things. You'd be fully surprised. willing to quit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I go balls deep, and I get I have obsessive compulsive disorder, so I get really obsessed with things. But just as hard as I get obsessed with them, I quit them even harder. Okay. So, that's a cool thing about me. Um, Okay, Pat, you have a question for Ben? Um, Yeah. So, mine is more specific. I'm going to transition us into the show. So, Ben joined us for, what was it, the third and fourth episodes of Laguna Beach? Mm Mm-hmm. My question is more, so you clearly were a fan in high school when this was originally airing. Yeah, absolutely. If If you happen to see... LC and Kristen, you became a fan. Yeah. It, in it's my pretty, humble opinion. Pretty natural. Fucking smoke so, show. <clears throat> my question is, when we watch this back, it's uh, like we're pretty far away from it, and a lot of the stuff just kind of comes off as ridiculous. But when you were watching it in high school, like how did you feel about the show? We talked about last time how it just kind of made me feel sad in high school, like I was missing out on this cool lifestyle <laughs> yeah did you feel the same way because you had like a girlfriend in high school you had shit going on yeah I, it was it was what <clears throat> life could be for me i mean i you know, being in cincinnati um we did not have a beach we did not have an ocean we as far did not as have know. surf shops <laughs> we did not have <laughs> yeah, we didn't. um we were not going out to dinner every single night with our girlfriends that are not hooking up with uh, that was very strange. That was very interesting to me. It's like, why don't I have more girlfriends that I'm going out to dinner with casually? So um, it was basically a, what am I missing out on by living in Ohio? And I can't wait to get to college so, yeah. and experience <laughs> life. No, okay, here's how... I'm, I'm starting to think that's like, that might have been what they were going for. What the producers of the show were going for. No one in California watched it, I bet. I'm sure. Because they're busy, like, living their own Living. Life. They're probably <laughs> yeah. Joe's Crab Shack drinking water with That's their girls who weren't there. vicarious living. Yeah. That is literally the name of the podcast. So, it is aptly named because we did nothing compared to what we saw on the television. It's very clear that we only live 10% of a fucking life. And, yeah, you mentioned college, but even in college, I feel like we still only got up to, like, 20% of living. I still feel like we are so far off from the fucking teens on the West Coast and what their what their life is like. So I met a few California kids in college. Really cool. Oh, uh, so, did you get some fucking deets? No, I didn't. He ghosted me. So I'm going Fuck! to... Fuck! So I have a very good friend. Well, he was a very good friend uh, from Laguna Beach. Not anymore. Um, wow. And uh, his dad is actually mayor of a town... In Southern California now, wow, so, so he's, he's plugged in. Yeah, he's he's one of these kids who goes to a black and white affair and goes to fashion shows. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and I reached out to him to find out, hey, how did you feel about the show? Ghosted. God, I mean, that was only like 78 percent of the reason why I wanted to have you on was to get those inside details. Accurate. So I have nothing left to talk about at with the, you. At the same time... We're so aware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. See you guys. <laughs> All right, second question. Second and last question for directly for you. I just got to know. Are you a Kristen girl or an LC girl? This is very difficult. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. You came to the right place. 
So we gotta hash this out at some point. And I don't think that I've ever really taken a stance in my own head. Um, or I guess my own mind, I should say. Um, I'm an LC guy. We all are. It's, uh, Kristen is just so interesting though. But I just have a feeling that at some point it just gets exhausting. That's that's the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> she's great for TV. She's so great for TV. But goddamn, like dating her would be fucking miserable, brutal. And of all the people to end up marrying her, Jay Cutler. Yeah, you, you have a tie to Jay Cutler. Can you imagine. Yeah. Explain so. your tie to Jay Cutler. You guys were bros. Cuddy is my boy. Um, I've never met. Actually, no, I have met him twice, but he. Dismissed me immediately. Is uh, his uh, is his head smaller in real life than it looks? Because I feel like he has a tinier head when you see it in person. No, it's as big as it looks. No, he, I'm saying it looks small to me small? compared to his body. Yeah. No. Look it up. Kids, look it no. up. Look up Jay Cutler's head compared to his body. I feel like it's a little too tiny for his body. Hmm. So, so, you met him. Yeah, so I met him. Uh, so, I... Went to Vanderbilt, and so obviously Jay Cutler was the... He's basically everyone's favorite quarterback from Vanderbilt, um, right behind Jordan Rodgers, who was great as well. Um, so. Oh, fucking Bachelor Jordan Rodgers! <laughs> Bachelorette Jordan Rodgers? God, I fucking hate that guy. He won, though. He won. He did win. He won... Um, Rodgers boys are winners. He won uh, JoJo season. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I knew that. such a Kroger brand Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Yeah. Such a Kroger brand Aaron Rodgers. So, I ran into him uh, at the sports bar that I would go to to watch Bengals games every Sunday. And he showed up uh, about 30 minutes before kickoff. He had about a table of 12. And Full people are just coming up to him left and right. He's completely by himself. And people are constantly coming up to him, you know, trying to get autographs, trying to get photos. And he's just turning every single person away, including me. <laughs> and then about five minutes before game time, 12 girls walk in. Uh, well, 11, I guess, because he's the 12th. And this and is on NFL Sunday? NFL Sunday. Damn. And 11 girls sit down at his table, nine of which are... <clears throat> Some of the most attractive girls I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm picturing right. the uh, the painting, The Last Supper, except Jay Cutler's Jesus and the apostles are these hot chicks. Is that what it looked like? Could not be more accurate. Mmm. Okay. Mmm. God so, damn. So, no guy friends? Did they make the ugly girls leave? No. No. Mm. He <laughs> He ended up not even talking. <laughs> Honestly... Like, I was, like, casually staring at him the entire time, and he didn't talk to anyone. Dude. He didn't talk to any of those girls. He was surrounded by 11 girls, did not talk to anyone for four hours he was there. Damn. And now he's just Tristan Cavalieri. Right. <laughs> he's my boy. I love he's Cuddy. boy. That sounds about right. <laughs> so, like, that, that's actually interesting, because on this show... It's like Kristen's constantly at war with Steven, who could like treat the other person as bad. I feel like Jay Cutler, that being his personality, he just fucking owns her. Mm. So she's into it. So like he can handle her because he's like the meanest guy ever. And she's like, oh my God, that's yeah, so hot. He doesn't so like, want to be there more than she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So that's probably why they she gel. She someone to care less about whatever they were doing yeah. than she did. 
You would know their exact dynamic, though, if you watch Very Cavalry, which exactly. I do on E. Do you watch absolutely, that? Absolutely, I do. Is, I mean, that, is that their dynamic, though? Jay Cutler just, she does still run the show, and he's very, like, he's very sarcastic. He's very fucking dry. He's got a very dry, sarcastic humor, and he just kind of, he is kind of the pushover, but he knows that he is, like we talked about last week, his net worth is over $50 million, yeah. so he knows, like, he doesn't have to say anything. It's built in. He owns. So, it's like he doesn't want to be there so hard that it makes her have to, like, act like, you know, show up and want to be there for him. Correct. She shits on him constantly, but he just, I don't think he really cares. He, like, has, he has the lowest pulse I've ever seen. He's just got, like, a zero pulse. Nothing riles him up, and he just, like, maintains. He's just always in his deer stand in his mind. Yeah. Just waiting for something to walk across the field and he doesn't even care if it comes or not. No. He's just away from everyone else. It's all about the waiting. It's perfect. You know, we talk about, like, it's all about the chase and all that stuff with girls. With him, it's just all about the waiting. He probably loves to fish. Signs. Cool. He has to. Okay, let's get into the episodes. Um, we, we bullshitted enough there. I think uh, we got some really, really good background on you, Ben. And again, big thanks for being here. Thanks for shouting out Wicklowware. We really appreciate the sponsorship love. Absolutely. Can't wait to put you uh, on our list, uh, our back order list for shirts. Then there is no back order list, but we'll put you on it. Okay. First thing that happens in episode three. Uh, can I interject? Because mm-hmm. I have two things to point out from episodes one and two. Oh, yeah. That I wanted to say. Yeah. Please do. Um, so, and that will hopefully kind of set my baseline. Okay. Uh, so the first thing is about Steven. Hmm. So hot right now. Steven is squirrely. Yeah. He has zero chest. Right. He has never <laughs> lifted a weight. His no. entire physique is based on surfing, and it's almost like he doesn't even paddle with his arms. <laughs> he waits for the perfect wave where he doesn't even have to paddle. And then he just pops up. You think he jet skis out to the waves and then like yes. someone... Someone pulls him on a jet ski out to the waves. He gets up on his board and then they yeah. drag him back out there again. Absolutely. Would you say, because at one point in this episode, he pops his shirt off and you can tell he's uh, very minute, like he's just a small skinny But person. dude, I don't think Big is but, in with well, the Well, here's ladies. my thing. He he's, doesn't come off like, so like Dieter has got the same probably build, but he comes off like a little bitch. Well, he is a little Dieter bitch. Dieter comes off as a non-athlete. Yeah. Steven, I feel like he's so good looking in the face. That you forget that he's like that small and skinny. He's taller. He's lanky. He's he's what I wish fucking Daniel Radcliffe was in Harry Potter. Like, yeah, I don't need you to be ripped, but I need you to at least be like tall and lanky. Steven is tall and lanky. That, to me, if you're that tan, your hair's that great, and you're that hot in the face, the girls are going to let the, the how big your chest is slide. So his hair is like a helmet. It's huge. It is out of control. Yeah. He's got some flop. He has he has no like high and tight. I know that's more of a current thing, but it is five weeks past where it should be. But dude, this is Cali. I know. So the sick, look, even when we were in high school, no in, reference point in the Midwest. <laughs> the 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 thought of combing your hair was just the most uncool thing you could possibly do. 
So like, like in his mind, he's in California, which they're way ahead of us in terms of looking cool. Dude, it's so he's got the perfect style, which is I just got done surfing. I'm gonna run my hands through my hair, and that's just what it looks like, and it stays like that. Sea salt, dude. It keeps it. It keeps it staying where it needs to be. They now sell that male grooming products. They sell sea salt salt? spray for dudes, and it's kind of like an all-natural texture cream for your hair. I was thinking about getting some to look like Steven. You should. Get some sea salt. I'm probably going to. If you spend a couple of days down in Destin or Hilton Head, that's what your hair does. Yeah. Oh, there's no better look than that natural, like, beach look. That's a given. Okay. Oh, yeah. You had a second one? The second one is about Morgan. Because I just, I was listening to the last <laughs> podcast and I was screaming at my dashboard because it's on a radio. So Morgan talking about how she wants to get out of the California bubble. Yeah. Which the California bubble is literally one of the most diverse parts of the country. Yeah, I know. <laughs> given all of the tourists and transplants that are there. Yeah, God. And then she wants to go to BYU. Which is one of the smallest bubbles, given the Mormon culture. Like how she wants to how do you know what the Mormon culture is and not see that as so? Instead of a bubble? She just wants to move bubbles. No, here's yes. the thing. She's a bubble lady. I think she. I think <laughs> she girl. is Mormon. I'm pretty sure they just yeah. don't mention it in the show. She's Mormon, and two, there's not a big. Mormon community, like, there's probably a couple, yeah. but it's not like when you go to Utah or BYU, where it's all-encompassing, everyone there has the same ideals as you. So I think she's just, like, saying, she misspoke. What she should say is, I'm in the wrong fucking bubble. I need to move to the right bubble, where people are into unattractive girls, and they're into girls who have the same ideals as me. Sorry, Morgan. By the way, sorry, that's Morgan. accurate. That's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Uh, intern Whitney's not here to, to keep me in check if I need to now take that out or not, if that was too mean. BD was spot on with that. And I, yeah, sorry, I, Morgan. <laughs> sorry, Morgan. I know you're listening. I uh, I didn't realize this until I was listening to it back when she was doing her getting rejected from college bit. Um, she mentions how even if she doesn't get in, she still is going to move out there to be part of the scene. <laughs> Literally, quote, <laughs> scene. It's like, What? What are you talking about? This isn't like Hate Ashbury in like the 1960s gonna go join the scene. You're going to BYU. There's no scene. It's just people. <laughs> There's no alcohol. Studying. There's no hooking up. And There's no reason for you to be interested in those teens. Well, they're soaking though. <laughs> they are soaking. Soak. Maybe so, she wanted to join the soak scene. Yeah, she's all about the soak scene. So we early on the soak scene. Let's not. Let's not. Uh, crush Morgan too hard because we will get we will get to her extensively in our in our second episode uh, because the second episode that we're doing tonight is literally all about Morgan and Christina and I don't know why okay <laughs> let's start with episode three I have a fun fact to start off episode three uh, it starts off Kristen's getting advice from her brother I'm going to have to get a little somber here. I've got this too. You got this? Very cavalier. Yeah, yeah, dude. Very cavalier. So I was looking it up when we were watching this episode. Kristen's brother, the one who's in this scene, he committed suicide. And it's questionable if he actually committed suicide or if he just died accidentally. But I do know that based on very cavalier, he was 
at the age of 30. So at this point, he's still in high school. But 10 years later, at the age of 30, he was battling depression super hard. And I was looking it up. How he died was one night. Why are you laughing? This is so intense. It's so intense. Like, fucking... You're going to get so non-intense very shortly after. And I just love exactly how this is starting. So, So, hang with us. (laughs) You see those logos on BD's shirt? Those are mountains. We we take the listeners through the peaks. Yep. And the valleys. valleys. So, stick with us. So, how he died was he still was living in Orange County. He was living in Laguna Beach. And... At the age of 30, he was super, super depressed. They found, no one knows what happened, but they found his car in Utah, abandoned. No one knows how it got there, and he was just missing. Was for like Morgan involved? <laughs> Morgan stole his car, drove it to Utah, murdered him. Yeah. Crazy scene. That's, oh that is a legend. <laughs> Nothing's unproven. Um. His car was abandoned for like three days. No one could get a hold of him. Everyone was freaking out. They were like texting him, calling him. He wasn't answering his phone. Three days later, some ranger finds him in the woods in Utah completely naked. And in Utah, it gets down to like when he went missing it, it got down to like, you know, it was around 20 or or a quarter at night. So what they said probably happened, and they found no alcohol and no drugs in his system. So what they said probably happened was... He was depressed or whatever, just decided to drive all the way to fucking Utah. And then when he was just meandering about, hypothermia started to set in and he got paradoxical undressing. He did. I've heard of this, actually. He paradox. Is that it? Paradox? I don't, know, I don't know if that's how you say it, but isn't that when you have hyperthermia and your body thinks that it's getting hot? Yeah. Like right before you die? Yep. That's what he did. So when they found him, he was completely naked. And that was what she was saying on Very Cavalier is the most brutal part of it was knowing that he died. But then he was just out there for fucking three days. His naked body was just out there. Her brother it's fucked up, dude. That's, right. That's why, uh, I mean, recommended that you do drink and do drugs when you go camping. Well, yeah. And do it, you know, make sure you have a spotter. Yeah. So. And if you, you feel really hot. Don't take your clothes off, because who wants to be found just butt-ass naked? Yeah. We deal with the tough issues here. Anyways, I, I was going on. Did you have any other tidbits from that, from Very Cavalier that you remember? No. Okay. That was my first note that I took during the episode was... Yeah. Fuck. Take us out of that whole BD. Okay. I'm sad as shit right now. Um, do you want to get into uh, LC and her friends? Yeah. I would say this. Okay. To, to Zag here. LC, it would be impossible to not, like, to forget about Steven completely when anytime she goes out with her friends, they are just constantly, 100% of the time, going, what's going on with Steven? What's going on? What's it? And she's like, I'm, nothing's going on with Steven. He's dating someone else. There's nothing going on. And her friends are just constantly like, you guys, they would have the hottest babies together. You guys would make the hottest babies. Why do girls say that? As know. as like high schoolers, like, why are they, why are they talking about already having babies? Maybe it's just that, like the girl like, version. Like of... I have two kids now, and it's very difficult to have 
babies. <laughs> yeah. It is it is a lot of work. You should not be immediately looking forward to having babies. You have to be fully prepared to have a baby. And whether or not you're attractive should not justify whether or not you're with well, someone. Second or third on it the was... list, probably? <laughs> How good-looking your babies yeah. are going to be? It's second. It is. I think it's something girls <laughs> say to like say, like, oh, clearly you want to have sex with him. And you guys should have sex because you're both really attractive. It's like a euphemism for like, I'm picturing you guys banging right now and it's hot. Yeah. Like low can't low Bosworth can't go to LC and be like, God, I can't stop thinking about you sucking Steven's dick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's got to say, I bet you'd have really hot babies together. And then it's like a girl way of being like, oh, that's an okay way to objectify Steven. I think you nailed it though. But I think all of her friends know that Steven is her unicorn. And they're just giving her shit. Wow. That is the first time unicorn has come up. Why don't you explain that term? Because I know we, we did talked make about that this up. already. No, not unicorn. You're on the spot, so just explain it. Explain <laughs> what a unicorn is, because that term okay, was so used. So it's basically by... the. Everybody knows what a unicorn is. It's a horse with a horn. It's a classic mythological creature. No, or explain what slang. a unicorn is on, and slang. how we used yeah. it in no. high school. Urban dictionary. This. I'm getting there. Just in case anybody didn't know what an actual unicorn was for the metaphor. Dude, your long dramatic pauses are relentless. So, <laughs> all I can think of is despicable me, little girl. It's so fluffy, I'm gonna die. Oh, yeah. So, But anyways, a unicorn so is... Fluffy. A unicorn is basically unrequited love. It's like you have this... From I, one party. Yes. Just one. You have this other party built up in your mind on this crazy pedestal, and they have... Pretty much, they're in your life, I would imagine, but the idea of you actually getting with them is so far away in your own mind that it could just never happen. You have been so friend-zoned by that person, and it makes you just want them so much more. And it also makes it impossible that you ever actually date them. Right, so her friends talking about them, that they should get married and stuff, is basically them just kind of giving Elsie shit. Yeah, because dudes would be like, it's clear you're never going to hook up with that person. And we would just like constantly give him shit about, and then the dude would eventually accept that that's his unicorn. He's going to, he knows it's part of the game. He's going to constantly just be pushing after her, knowing that he's never going to hook up with her. It's basically, to use a metaphor from Friday Night Lights, which we just watched, Tyra is Landry's unicorn. Like, the idea of him actually getting with this girl that he's obsessing with is just outrageous. Right, because you never actually end up with your unicorn. This is like, if you save your unicorn's life or you have a traumatic experience happen, like with Tyra, where she was sexually assaulted and he was there by her side, and then he eventually killed that fucking guy accidentally and then they buried his, threw his body into the river. Extenuating circumstances. Okay, those extenuating circumstances, now you have a chance with your unicorn. So, Pat... If you want to get with your unicorn from back in the day, you should have killed a guy <laughs> who was attacking her. Who says I haven't killed a guy? Got rid of his body, and then it's totally on between you two. Um, so, in this context... Intern is the unicorn, apparently. Yeah, I've saved so her life once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, by the way, let's put a clip in here of another way that this can be described, which is not unicorn, but by the term... White Buffalo. This is from the movie Classic Hot Tub Time Machine. Here it is. <laughs> she was a one percenter, man. Yeah. All downhill from there. That was a big one. First love. One that got away. 
great white buffalo. Yeah. The great what? Great white buffalo. Why are you guys whispering? Great white buffalo. Great white buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff there. Alright. Ben, any other thoughts from you before we zag? A quick hit is Kristen's choker in like her first scene of this. Yep. Is so the choker I remember is going to show up pretty much every single episode going forward. Yeah. This choker is a statement, a fashion statement that she just continues to make over and over and over. It's very one dimensional. But it's very effective as well. Would you compare it to the fashion statement that you probably made in grade school when you were wearing a visor upside down? No. I would not. (laughs) No, because the choker is very attractive in that time. Yeah, I don't know why, but... The upside down visor was never attracted to the opposite sex. Did you wear one of those? No. Did you wear a visor? No. I did. I did. Guilty. But I popped uh, my collar. Did you ever... <laughs> like, we're going to get to that. that. We'll get to that. We're going to get to that. Did yeah. you, BD, did you so, ever rub your visor like on the concrete to like get it frayed a little bit? I mean, how else would you wear a visor? <laughs> Is there point. another way? Good point. No, there isn't. Dude, um, okay. By the way, I, I objectively... The has to be like really, really... Frayed. Like bent as uh-huh. well. So if it's frayed, it has to be like so bent into like a triangle where like just barely your eyes kind of come out. Yeah, I, I, I was the proud owner of a Abercrombie and Fitch visor that I scuffed up on the sidewalk. I mean, we all had one. I probably had an American I'd say That's why you got all the ladies. I'd say every, before I went out, like every night I tried it on and then just <laughs> didn't have the courage to actually wear it. Dude, can I tell you a story about my, the day I stopped wearing visors? It is burned in my head. Please do. Please. (laughs) So, you know how, like, when you're in sixth or seventh grade, everything is fucking key. Like, every interaction is life or death. Especially, like, with uh, girls or whatever. It's like, wow, did that? My life is fucking over. I should go kill myself. I didn't know the cool guy handshake and the girl saw it. So, I'm going to my first movie with a girl. And it's with a group of girls. Um, Remember the film? Pearl Harbor. Great. Oh, so good. Fucking Josh Hartnett, so hot right now. He fell off after that, though. He didn't want it, dude. Yeah, he didn't didn't want it. much after that. He didn't want it, though. It was kind of the Heath Ledger thing. He didn't want the fame. He was so hot, he was... He's probably out there killing it somewhere right now. Dude, probably. He was an artiste. He was in 40 40 Days, 40 Nights. Movie's garbage. Um, So that night, go uh, go to fucking Pearl Harbor... Mom's taking me. It's sixth grade. Obviously, your mom's got to take you. So me and uh, Eric, Eric B, we're going to the movies. First time we're going to the movies with this girl. There's this girl that I'm really into that I'm like, dude, back then it was like, dude, we're going to the movies? Obviously, fucking hookup time. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you Pearl hook Harbor up. is like a three hour long movie, too. Yeah, it's like, dude, this is where we're hooking up. Lights so, are off. Anything yeah. can happen. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Game on. So my mom, uh, obviously, I stew over what I should wear. Picture now, it's <laughs> going to a movie and like turn around to go to like the bathroom or get like a refill or something, and seeing two sixth graders hardcore making out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Hey, kids, imagine keep your I, dick in your pants." No, <laughs> no, stop that now. Yeah, it'd be pretty weird. Um, but back then, dude, Slim Pickens on, uh, and you're such an idiot. Anyways, this will be quick. I go there. 
I stew over what I'm going to wear for a solid 27 minutes. And when I say that, I mean like four hours before we go. I, f- I decide that and one blue basketball shorts, a white and one t-shirt, and a visor is what needs to happen. I, I go to pick up Eric. He comes out of the front door. He's wearing the exact same fucking outfit. And one blue basketball shorts, and one t-shirt, and a fucking visor. I mean... Credit hot to sauce. you guys. That's a hot, sauce, yeah. <laughs> hot sizzle. Yeah, that is a fire outfit. So I don't even. My mom. He gets in, and my mom goes. <laughs> Call, calls it out immediately. Thanks, yeah. mom. She's like, uh, "You guys are wearing the same thing." Eric, do you want to go in and change? No. <laughs> At that point, he's committed. He's in the car, and it's like you're such an idiot. Like, he has no, nothing cool. else cool. to wear. It's There's cool. nothing else to wear. It's cool. I'm meant to do this. I'm meant he to do this. One outfit. That's it. We get there. Long story short, we get there. The very first thing that Aaron Aaron R says when I show up is, "Oh my God, they wore the exact same fucking outfit." Wow. God damn. Needless so to say, did you not? transfer schools or? <laughs> contemplating it. No hookup. I I took the whole three hours just trying to get to the point where our shoulders touched. And uh, then the movie ended. Wait, so. did you have a pre-cut sleeveless Anna one? So it was like shoulder no. on shoulder, bare shoulder action? No. No. Okay, sorry. I'll By the way, just real quick. I'm a big fan of the leather choker. I don't know. I wish that like came back. I think it looks great. I don't yeah. know why. I really hijacked that story. Just, <laughs> it will come back at some point. Let's hope so. As as we know, everything is in cycles. Yeah. So I can't wait for like another five years and all of a sudden my wife is... Rocking that choker. choker. I don't know what it is because usually no, I wouldn't even a... I don't I wouldn't even notice a necklace, but when she's rocking that leather choker, I'm like, it's mm, a good fucking good look. Well, it's also one of those things where she's so hot that she wears anything. Yeah. It's like, wow, she could smear poop on her face. She'd be like, ooh, <laughs> wow, that <laughs> poop smells good, Kristen. Damn. <laughs> People say so right. <laughs> Nah. All right. Should I do my MCITW first or unpack uh, Kristen going on the uh, going to buy a car? Which one do you want to do first? Let's get to, let's do the car. Okay, yeah. do that. Go ahead. Um, so basically, first of all, Kristen drives a really fucking cool car. It's like a yeah. three-year-old white Isuzu Trooper. Like especially for a high schooler, that's an awesome car. If you have an SUV as a teenager, it's a really cool car. You're killing it. No matter Agreed. what it is. Agree. Because you can fit so many friends in there, yep. and when those windows are down and that music is way too loud, <laughs> yep. it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's so hot. No matter what it is. Especially if you're uh, you're cruising those Cali beaches. Anyways, she doesn't like her car. She thinks it's too old, whatever. She's like basically praying that it breaks down. And so they go car shopping. It's Kristen, her friend. What's your friend's name? Doesn't matter. And then Kristen's new crush, Sam. Sam. He does matter. He does matter. I hate this guy. They basically go to a like a really nice car place and just start trying out sports cars. It's the worst just, like, idea sitting on them. ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you were not buying your own car, do not go to a exotic car dealership. <laughs> and by it's... the way, all of those cars looked like they were just like used Porsches, like nowadays, because they are from ten years ago. But at and, the time, they were probably... 15 years ago, I guess. Brand so I'm looking at them like, oh, this things have got to be, what, like 12 grand or something? Just buy one. 
it's like, no, your payment's going to be fairly reasonable at that point. No, yeah. These are actually very expensive at that point. I'm just so confused because, like, what is the dynamic in this? It's so, like I said, foreign to me. Like, this Sam guy is just hanging out with these two girls going car shopping. Clearly wants to fuck Kristen. Yeah. It's so clear that he wants to have sex with her. And he doesn't say anything. He just laughs at whatever she says. And then, how weird was that when, like, her and her friend are sitting in the car and Kristen's dating Steven, but she's like, oh, God, Sam is so fucking hot. Sam, come over here. Come over here. It's like, uh, the fuck I feel is like, this? I feel like she's a, she's a flavor of the week girl. Like, she probably has a different crush every couple of, of months. She always goes back to Steven because of, like, their, their game that they play. But I feel like with this guy, he's literally a fucking zero. All he has going for is really thick, full hair. Such he doesn't a say zero. a single thing. She just, she yeah. gets, she's boy crazy. She gets a crush on a guy and she's like, ooh, I bet I can get this guy to be obsessed with me. Hold on real quick. She I know goes, she does, but how fucking shitty is it if you're Steven watching this back after season one? Like, Jesus Christ, my girlfriend's the horniest fucking lady in the world. She's trying yeah, to fuck any hot piece of ass that's, with a That's pulse. what she's going for, dude. So I see her as someone who smokes a lot of weed and loves ice cream and just Ben and Jerry's. Kristen? And so, yeah. Not like in reality, but metaphorically. So she smokes, goes to the gas station, sees 17 different Ben and Jerry's flavors, and one of them speaks to her every single week. Oh, yeah. I want that Jerry yeah. Garcia so bad right now. It's not like she and just goes there week, and picks why would I, every time. Why would I ever have Jerry Garcia... This one is hot right now. I want to suck peaches and creams dick. Exactly. I want to suck cookies and creams dick. Anything with cream. She's a Ben... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. She's a Ben and Jerry's girl. That's a good analogy. That's spot on. So it's not like... I feel like she could easily find the hottest, coolest guy in school and drive him crazy. Um, Or just, like, date him like a normal person if she wanted to. But she just, just... yeah. Picks around. No, that's a good point. She's, it's all about the game. She just loves stringing these dudes along. She loves that Steven has constantly got to like, worry, hey, look, bitch, if I decide like snap my fingers and be done with you, there's like 10 guys that I can go hook up with immediately. And she just loves shoving that in his fucking face. Cherry cordial. Yep. Banana split. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, another thing I want to say about Kristen in that is, dude, <laughs> she can't act like this though because she is a fucking 15 on a scale of seven. She is so fucking attractive. She's got loose pigtails, which by the way, at Zerb, add it to my fucking list. You know, we already had pigtails on there, but I want to add a caveat of if they are loose or braided, French braided on both sides or loose I am turned up to this, this, a tent. This answers one of our questions when we were talking about pigtails. I said, "Do you like them like up like this, or no. do you like them down?" And down. now we know. For yeah, sure now I like know after seeing Kristen wearing them down and loose. Down and loose. Because she looked so good in that. Oh my god! And she was driving an Isuzu SUV that broke down. Did we ever hear from Isuzu again? Oh, Did yeah. Did she kill that entire car company? I mean, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, they're like, not making them anymore. Like, they did not sign up for that advertising. <laughs> no, no. This card just breaks down. Sorry, but everyone that was in between 12 and 18 was probably watching that show. Guess who's going to be buying cars soon? 18-year-olds mm-hmm. in feel like, five years when you're either getting to drive or now starting to buy your own car, Zusu off the market. I feel like it's a Bye. really good insight. I think Chris and Cavalieri single-handedly sunk that business. Dude, they should have doubled down like they like Nike did with Zion's shoe. Like, hey, the shoe exploded on Zion Williamson's foot in the middle of a game. We are going to now give him the biggest Nike contract of all fucking time to make sure that like we don't like our stock doesn't plummet because of that. They should have Azuzu should have gone to Kristen Cavalieri at seventeen and a half and said, Hey, lady, we want you as our cover model. Front page advertising, marketing, the new Azuzus. They obviously weren't watching the show. Otherwise they sure. absolutely would have because someone someone in that massive company would have been like, Oh my gosh, this could not be worse for our American market. It's a real Maybe shame. Maybe international market. I don't know if Laguna Beach was like oh, international. I'm sure, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that's global. Brits love California. <laughs> it's global. Yeah, that's global. Okay. Yes. Are we going to talk about her breakdown? Them driving home from their car shopping experience. It's the three of them still. She's complaining about how she would just love if her car just broke down now. So her dad had to buy her a new one. As she's saying this, the car starts smoking. <laughs> And stalls out in the middle of the road. I don't know if magic is the right word, but serendipity. It was almost like she's got superpowers. She just said, I want my car to break down, and it did. It turns out that she just had never gotten the oil changed. So, <laughs> Such an idiot. Dude, the I was, engine fucked up, but... Is there in serendipity, or uh, there was just a producer with a bow and arrow on the side of the fucking <laughs> one... Just fucking shot the bow and arrow into her fucking grill of that car to get it to shut down at the exact moment. So yeah. I blame I blame her dad. Yeah, Dude, that's, her, that's a dad. Like, yeah. sorry, but when you give a teenager a car and you personally are not going to be changing oil, you have to say, hey, every 5,000 miles, you have to do this. Right. And guess what? Your teenager is not going to remember. Yeah. You have to <laughs> Get look on. at that. Is it odometer? Uh, I think odometer? so. Yeah. yeah. You have to look at that, and you have to just do it yourself and say, hey, next time you have to do it. Guess what? Next time, you're still going to have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we can take what you say as truth because you are a father of two. So if you see bad fatherhood, and you call it out, I mean, we can chalk it up to it. It's for sure happening. Yeah, be on the bad lookout dad. for bad fatherhood as we go through this because we just want to no see that. Yep. Uh, but anyway, in this, so all three of them are just broken down in the middle of this very busy Laguna Beach road and there's like a traffic jam piling up. Uh, cars are honking at them. Kristen is just, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> she's just sitting there and she's getting pissed off at the people honking around her. I feel like, and this is maybe bad of me to say, but it's probably on Sam to kind of figure the situation out, right? Sam's the dude. He's got he's a sitting in shotgun, just not saying anything or doing anything. You at least go into neutral and you get behind there and you move it ten feet. Ten yeah. feet. Like, yeah. If you can move a car ten feet in front of two seventeen-year-olds, you look like you are a strong man. Yeah. She, she probably never talked to Sam again after this, but he no, could have easily 
Oh, that's not true. <laughs> It'll he'll come back. I take that back. I was gonna say if you're trying to impress Kristen Cavalieri, get her out of this jam. Yep. What do we say? If you save a girl's life, it's the equivalent to six months of perfect flirting and gameplay. I mean, for five or six, give or take. I yeah. feel like this is right in that vein. If he, <laughs> if he gets her out of this jam. This is a little generous. If five. He, if he gets her out of this jam, it's like, see, Steven, see you later. Like, well, she's at least hooking up with Sam. It's Sam time now. She's at least going to let him feel her up. Uh, <laughs> also, last thought on this is when the cop shows up to try to like figure out how to fucking sort this out. God, she, dude, that <laughs> was just her talking Kristen. to the cop is something to behold. Oh my god, that was peak her, dude. Just it was her, just unadulterated. Like the camera's not around. This is just me in the wild, in nature. How I'm gonna talk to a cop? <laughs> like she goes out there, pigtails out, fucking. Uh, she's wearing a. What kind of shirt was she wearing? A black, like, kind of tank top. Yeah. It was just a tank top, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a really fancy shirt. I think it's called Tank Top. Tank Top. <laughs> Definitely matters. Yeah. Anyways, uh, she is just out on full display in this tank top. And if you're a fucking cop, just staring at this fucking smoking 17 and a half year old and she looks like that like you're gonna let her talk to you however she wants she was talking to the cop like she went into the verizon store with a bill that was wrong and she was talking to the employees there (laughs) like pissed off and annoyed let's play the clip of what she says to the cop here it is Can we say uh, no respect for authority figures if you're that hot? <laughs> she approaches. She approaches with no regard for his safety. None. <laughs> I all. mean, nowadays, if you approach a cop like that, he's got a hand on his right hip. Oh yeah. And he is ready to tase the fuck out of you. Yep. Yeah. She's already been tased. Yeah. She had already been tased. Hogtied. <laughs> Um, I will say something about Sam. Yeah. He looks exactly like Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like kind of does. Southern California. Yeah. I'll Sam Darnold was a Southern Cal guy. He has, like, big hair as well. Something about, like, the big, like, helmet hair was, like, a really big thing there. It's that and, salt. This is salt water. See, I already forgot. <laughs> Dude, how amazing would it be? You know what? We should have this podcast sponsored by like the leading salt spray <laughs> men's salt spray product or did we just come up with our next million dollar idea no it's out there but it's a perfect yeah, time because i haven't heard of it i feel like we could pretend yeah we, i haven't heard it somebody needs like to market i can market it. it a lot better than they are apparently how about this as soon as this podcast is over we go down in your kitchen get some mortons get some water and just make it happen i'll rub it in your hair Maybe a little in your beard. <laughs> do not shower for multiple days. Just... I do always feel like I, I look the best on the beach. Like like day three of a vacation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I'm at my peak, looks-wise. 
Happens once every three years. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. It's very, peak very rare again. peaks. I peak again. See? Peaks and valleys. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, this is a perfect segue into our MCITW of the week. And now, this week, we have two sponsors for the MCITW. The first one is going to be our tried and true. Our tried and true sponsor, MCITW, that is the Merce Cooper is the worst of the week. Brought to you by Wicklow Wear. That's W-I-C-K-L-O-W Wear. Be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at WicklowWear.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off of your order. Get our fucking swag. Fire swag t-shirts. Second sponsor of the MCITW this week, unofficially, is Divines. This is a salt spray Divines. $28 on Amazon Prime. Get your salt spray, kids. Okay, MCITW this week easily, easily, easily goes to fucking Trey. I didn't give it to him last week. I gave it to Morgan. I could honestly give it to him every single week. Um, Going to him this week because of his attire. Why don't you describe his attire and why he's getting it this week? (laughs) He's got a couple different outfits as we go through this. Do the first one. The first one... The first time we see him on screen in this episode, he rolls up to Steven's car to invite him to the fashion show, and he is wearing a blue shirt. Mm-hmm. That blue shirt has one sleeve on, one sleeve cut off. Right. Inexplicably. We don't know why. That's just what he's rocking. Was it made like that, or is he a little bit of like an entrepreneur? He's making his own We know style. he's a real fucking go-getter, dude. He's, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, we did look it up last time. Isn't he currently a fashion designer for... Vera Wang. Vera Wang. And uh, wow. so clearly he was onto something with the look. It said, though, like... I've exi- heard of that name. It said, like, so that's good. designer assistant, though. I don't think it was full-on designer. It was, like, a bitch kind of title. But so this like is a PA. This is just, this is him, Trey's thing, and the last one, his thing was charity, and he was, like, freaking out, trying to organize some, like, coffee shop guy to come play guitar for charity. (laughs) This episode, his his thing that he's into is fashion. And and he's also got the hat cocked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I forgot, I got too distracted by the fact that he cut off one sleeve with scissors, but left the other one on, and then left the house. (laughs) He's got the hat exactly like you described it in the last episode. It's an cocked. Ed Hardy hat. Yeah, it's an Ed Hardy hat, and it's cocked to like a 30-degree angle, I would say, just off to the side. It's not Ed Hardy. It's actually like his nonprofit organization, the hats that they give out Is for it? like charity, Active Young America, but it's easy to think it's an Ed Hardy hat because it looks like it was fucking designed by Ed Hardy. Yeah, either way, it looks like shit. It's, it's terrible. It's a terrible hat. And then later on... He's wearing, when they actually do go to the fashion show, he's wearing this weird black button-down shirt with bullshit sequins on his shoulders and, like, a matching black hat. And he's also wearing a belt tied around his bicep. Trey looks like he was raped by Ed Hardy. (laughs) Anytime he leaves the house, it looks like he has been sexually assaulted and molested by Ed Hardy and made to wear it. So he works for Vera Wang. He's really into UFC. I mean, this guy's got layers. Yeah. Have you looked it up? No, but how'd you Ed know? Ed Hardy and Affliction equals UFC fan. Yeah. Oh. Those okay. two Probably crushes Monster Energy drink. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, with the cocked hat, um, I was hoping that you would state a very local, specific hero of ours, Pokey Reese. Pokey Reese uh, was mm. the 
uh, second baseman for the Reds in the late 90s, early 2000s, maybe. Maybe like early 2000s, mid 2000s. He's cool as shit. I feel like he pulled Pokey it race. off. He pulled it off, though. Absolutely. There's a way to pull it off. There's a way not to pull it off. Ed Hardy is not the way to pull it off. If you're going to do it... Being very athletic and yeah. in the major leagues is definitely the way to pull it off. Yeah, if you're going to do it, be in the major leagues. And also, <laughs> like, if you're going to go sideways, first of all, definitely be a professional baseball player. But also have it cocked and low. Like, he had it cocked and then, like, Hi. low over one of his eye. Whereas Trey, like, cocked and up, you just look like a total idiot. Total douche. So with that, be free and explore. Brought to you by Wicklowware and Divines. This is Salt Spray. Unofficially. $28. $28. It was on Prime. It's a steal. Get it next day. It's a steal. It's essentially giving it away for free. Um, okay, should we go to the fashion show? That's the last thing that happens in this episode. And then honestly, episode four, we maybe have one thing to cover in that. It's going to be quick. Let's go to the show. Fashion show. Uh, so... By the way, this fashion show, fucking clear producer intervention of like, hey, Trey, we need to have you guys get together and take LC because we need to get Steven and LC together all also, the time. Also, I feel like with a lot of the things that they do in this, they try to mirror things that happened in the OC. Yeah. So this fashion show is definitely one of them. Because when we watch the OC, we're like, they're going to a fucking fashion show? Who does that? Yeah. And then when we watch Laguna Beach, you're like, oh, I guess... People from California just go to fashion shows on the weekend. That's what they do. That's why this is the real Orange County. Mm-hmm. They knew that. They knew. They it. were also sitting in the front row, yeah. directly where the models turn around. Mm. Yeah. yeah, something's fishy. Clearly mm. set up. And you know, I actually, I just you can't fool me. I <laughs> want to put a fun fact in here um, because this this dovetails into that. In all of my um, extensive research, you know preparing for this podcast my whole life i've read a lot of articles and from what i've learned is that laguna beach was very producer driven with the setup of scenes like so in something like this steve the producers would put them in position but then they would have like the real conversations the real drama so they would say like hey steven elsie trey Go to the fashion thing. We'll get you the tickets, and we're just going to say it's because, Elsie, you're going to fashion school, and Trey, you like fashion because you're weird, and Steven, just go. <laughs> just be there. Kristen, you obviously don't go. And because then they put is him Steven going to be there? Drama. Drama. He's there. It so drama. what the difference is, is like on the hills, they became like actual actors. It was no longer the producers just putting them in. Like, hey, you had a conversation with someone and you broke up. I need you to have that again on camera. On the hills, it was like, you two that aren't even dating, you're going to act like you're dating for the cameras. So we need you to have a fight and break up and act like you would if you were actually breaking up with someone. Hmm. I guess that explains why in Laguna Beach all the conversations and scenes seem so awkward and stilted. Yeah, because they'll be like, hey, you just had this fight with Christina. We need to get that on camera. Run it back. Run it back. Have the fight, but now do it out here on this bench right at sunset. Actually, in front I, of the that ocean. would be awesome because like you only think of what you should have said oh, like yeah. a couple hours after the fight. So I feel like I would crush it. Oh, yeah, that would be, be nice. Because, yeah, I'm always like... God damn! I had three points that I really wanted to hit, and I got caught or up. You could like you could change history because if you had like a moment with a girl or something that you just totally fucking blew and said the wrong thing, 
And then they were like, all right, like tomorrow you need to do that again because we did not get in camera. Like have that same interaction. I'd be like, this time I'm yeah. going to say the right thing. I'm going to try out the right thing. And then maybe that works. Like in the the real life argument, you bring up something about how much your, her mom sucks. And the reason you're breaking up is because you hate her mom so much. And then you realize that was a mistake. Uh And so when you go back and run it back, you're like, Oh no, I'm breaking up with you because you blew another dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fashion show. Classic story of teen drama. Yeah. It's either the mom or you blew another dude. It's one of those two things. Mm-hmm. If she had a nicer mom, she probably wouldn't be blowing guys. If the guy is going to break up <laughs> with the girl, it's going to be one of those two things. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, classic. No guy in high school is breaking up with a girl for anything less than that. <laughs> you hold on to that dearly. Um, ben, let me get your thoughts um, as our podcast guest. The dynamic between Trey, Stephen, and Elsie, once the producers put them in that non-organic situation, hotel room. They're all staying in one hotel room, the three of them. I was getting a real love triangle vibe in there. Were you? There are multiple things going on here. So yeah. one, Stephen says that he does not think that the skinny model look is attractive. Yeah. And then every single girl that turns around in front of him during that show, he goes, eh. She's okay. <laughs> she's hot. No, she's, she's good. Hot. Her face is good. She's pretty hot. And then obviously That's not we too see skinny. what happens after that. So, obviously, that statement did not hold any water under the, under the gun. Under the gun, that did not hold water. No. Um, I would also say that Trey manifested that triangle when Steven is dancing with the model and... Trey is kind of ghost dancing around oh. LC, mm-hmm. and LC could not be more disgusted. <laughs> Dude, like, that... have you ever have you ever tried to casually sneak into a grind sesh with a girl and have her like realize who you are and just immediately turn away and <laughs> walk was... away? That was exactly what happened. One thing was clear. Elsie is totally disgusted by Trey. Oh, it was. Dude, that's why I was thinking the dynamic in that hotel room ahead of time was I just kept putting on it like Trey would totally fucking hook up with Elsie so fucking hard. And Elsie is obsessed with Steven. Uh And Steven is only there because the producers have made him be there. (laughs) And I just kept thinking about that dynamic like, wow, what an interesting little trio they have going on in this fucking hotel room and fashion show tonight and how strange is it that trey uses his charity work to get hot chicks trey's a little bitch man that is as low as it gets all right pretty low if you use charity to get into a girl's pants but not actually get into the girl's pants it's even worse yeah because i would say like (laughs) i'd probably do that i'd probably use charity to do that you're saying you'd convert well, probably not, so I would be as pathetic, but I'm just saying, if I did convert... You wouldn't have a shitty hat on? I wouldn't be, a, like, I wouldn't feel bad. Okay. If you actually, like, got the girl, then it's, like, still a good cause. I was, I was... It's still a charity. It's still a charity. The kids are still getting help. The actual charity at that point. That's how like, I would... Look, I'm pathetic. I have nothing else going for me. 
and I am that charity. Oh gosh, look, make a wish. <laughs> there you go. Oh hey, I'm Trey. I get no girls ever, so actually I am a massive charity case. So regardless, check of, box. Regardless of whether you're getting with models or not, the kids are still benefiting. So right, that's what it's all about. Talk I did. I was. Kids. I was love really curious kids. to ask you guys if love you love you kids. I if, love you kids. If you thought this, <laughs> if you I thought, love you kids. <laughs> if you thought this this triangle thing was like. I was getting the feeling that Trey actually really has a thing for LC, like a hard thing. Yeah, that's why and it I was, was like, thinking. And it was like, LC is there to be with her unicorn, and Trey's there, and he's trying to get with his unicorn. That's what I was thinking. And Steven doesn't give a shit. No. Either way. No. I know, that's, that's why, it really came out in the hotel room. I don't know why, when they were sitting there in the hotel room eating lunch before the fashion show, it was like on, I was on, it was like screaming and at it was, me. And it was because Elsie and Trey were sitting down at a table eating together, and Steven was just like wandering around with his shirt off, <laughs> and Elsie was just like following him around, like no with her eyes, like, like turning yeah. around, like Trey's just sitting there by himself, and she's just like... Wondering where Steven is. No, and, she, and then Trey's like, you want some cantaloupe? You want some cantaloupe? <laughs> yeah. Here, take some cantaloupe. Take uh, it. I did think, uh, Ben, when you were saying that they're sitting in front row and Steven kept talking about how hot all these models were. It was like the perfect example of my take on Steven just being super fucking dumb, but always in the mix. Like, always interesting and in the mix because he's so dumb, he doesn't realize that Elsie has a crush on him. And it might hurt her feelings to talk about how hot all the other girls are. Of her. <laughs> yeah. But he's interesting because he says that, and us as viewers are like, "Oh my god, look, he is like, look, he's making her mad. Like she's probably so sad. Like what? Or he just does very calculated, like you guys said. No, no, he can't podcast, be. He literally says the one thing to stir up drama with you. I know yeah, that's, what, he, that's he what does I'm saying. That, like I can't tell yeah. if, if it's if it's yeah. him being dumb, but he yeah. he stirs it up and he's in the mix because yeah, he says the one thing that he knows is gonna ruin Elsie's night. He actually like, stirs it up. He's like, all right, three friends, this is gonna be a good time in LA. We got free tickets as a moderate. There's an after party. Wait, I could easily ruin Elsie's entire night by going on about how hot the models are. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. By the way, where is Dieter <laughs> as a wingman? Oh, dude, not converting. I mean, Trey has all the access, apparently. Dieter yeah. is a very low-level wingman. Dieter's not... Steven needs to upgrade his wingman to get access to the really skinny girls that only have pretty faces. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, Dieter's failing Steven right now. Dieter's failing him. That is why wingman is in quotes. Yeah. Oh. It's not just <laughs> oh, wingman. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's saying. actually a really good pickup. Yeah. So it's actually, Dieter is, he said when they were describing like, you know, right to the producers, write down the one thing about yourself that we want to put under your name. He said, oh, one thing about me, about myself that I love is I'm Steven's wingman. And no they quotes. Said, no <laughs> quotes. And they said, oh yeah, sure, you fucking idiot. <laughs> sure, wingman. bitch. I'm doing air quotes right now. You're the wingman. <laughs> Poor Dieter. When he saw the first episode come out and he saw quotes, he was pissed. He was like, fuck you guys. I told you no quotes. And you put quotes I told you it. I'm a real wingman. I'm a real wingman. <laughs> which, desperate, you cannot be desperate as a wingman. No, no. You have to be comfortable enough to wear an Ed Hardy hat, cocked to the side, and a striped blazer and... All of that shit. Or one sleeve cut the, off. And Trey is the perfect wingman. It's like the combination it's of perfect. being like 
super into striking up the conversation with all these models, but being absolutely no threat to Steven in terms of swooping on him. Exactly. I would know. Yeah. He should be the wingman. Trey, no threat. That's why Steven picks these little peasant bitches to be his wingman. Dieter, non-threat. Trey, non-threat. Polster, non-threat. <laughs> All these guys are fucking non-threats to fucking hook up with anyone. I just want to also say, dude, the reason why fucking Dieter's failing also is because Trey's attire's lame as shit, but Dieter's is way worse. Like, Dieter is just trying to run train through a fucking sweatband on his uh, midway up? Yeah. Fucking Donnie style? Only Donnie can pull that off. Only Donnie. Only Donnie can pull that off, Dieter. Fuck you. Wake me up when you have a gun, Dieter. <laughs> <laughs> Dieter, you show up to a party and escalate a confrontation with a gun? Then call us. Then you can wear a sweatband, Dieter. But until you do that, until you shoot Luke, our brother, in the fucking chest with a gun, Dieter, arm. then arm that you magically heal like in six hours from, then don't wear a sweatband, bitch. You have not really sweat unless you have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's the fashion show. Ben, what are your fashion feelings show, yeah. what are your feelings on front grinding? So front grinding is when both of you are facing each other, yeah. and you just basically move your hips back and forth right. and grind on each other's thigh. Right. Um, it, it is something that looks so awkward to everyone watching you, yeah, and feels so right when you are the one actually doing it. Mm. Yeah, you enter That's the. Hot. You, are you saying you enter the front grind bubble where it just it feels so good that. This you is a just, bubble place. Yeah. This California is all about bubbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like you're you're feeling so good with the front grind that you're you're unconcerned with how it looks to the outside world. Absolutely, because something is touching your crotch mm-hmm. as you are moving and it is intentional and both parties are definitely guilty. It's mm. yeah, it is something so, that in that age absolutely works. Yeah. It's fire. It's fire. Yeah. So, would you? How would you rate Stevens front grinding in this episode? Like a ten out of ten, because the entire time he's staring directly at LC, going, (laughs) "Look at what the fuck I'm doing." Check this out. Can you believe this? It's like she becomes a bro, and he is grinding on the hot model, going, "Look at this shit." Can you believe she's letting me do this? I am grinding on her thigh, and she is not running away from me right now. I assume that there was consent. Yeah. Both um, ways. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, definitely. Kids that goes, that always goes get consent. Saying. Okay. That's good to... BD, looking at front grinding, I'm going to drill down on this a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to drill down on this a little bit more even with for you. The, even for the front grind, all right? Get consent for the front grind. Kids. Yeah. So, I want to ask you a question about front grinding now. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about the taboo of front grinding that gets you excited? No. I know you're a taboo guy. Just think think through this with me logically here. The taboo is that it's clear to you and the party who you're front grinding with that you're basically just rubbing your genitals on each other. Yeah. But it's under the guise of dancing. Like, hey, we're just dancing. We're right. not like doing a sex act in public. We're just dancing. 
Dude. So that that whole situation to me feels a little taboo. If I'm gonna grind, thoughts? It's gonna be a back grind. You're a back grinder. Yeah. I don't front grind in public. Well, thoughts on <laughs> thoughts on the taboo of a back grind. <laughs> I guess it's the same thing. All right, so I just grind. <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in the minutia here. I don't. I don't. I told you I hung up my grinding boots uh, after freshman year of high school. Like. God damn, did I get after it like 7th, 8th grade at Teen Nights, Dominic Dances, you were probably there, Teen Nights at fucking St. Jude's Pool, is that St. Jude's Pool? Bridgetown Pool, wherever? Well, there was Oak Hills. Oak Hills Pool. Three Rivers. That's where the Teen Nights happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it was St. Jude Dances? St. Jude Dances? Yep. So, that's when I really laced up my grind boots Mm -hmm. um and i carried it into freshman year where you would take a girl to a dance and you would just never dance with your date you would just like go from like one grind partner to the next it was so weird it would be like oh yeah i brought diane to the dance but now i'm gonna front grind with erica now i'm gonna front grind with caitlin like it was just like a weird background it was a weird like thing i mean i i I witnessed it i saw you you ground with the, the best of them and then and so to your credit you you went out on the top of your career like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Ground and pound. I, I retired yeah. early and so since then I haven't uh, really ground and pound much after that. So I, that's actually a good foresight like you like I knew it was going to come to an end just like Pokémon. Exactly. Before you were like a sad old guy wherever he's like he should have been out of the league 3 years ago. Right. Like you were already retired and on your boat. It's yeah. kind of like you got out of the game before you were like a like a sad 35 year old grinding and everybody's kind of like laughing at you before i was a 2019 dirk nowitzki where i was literally the fucking mascot going into games to get like cheers for lifetime achievement awards for like your whole career i didn't want that with my grinding so no i got farewell out tour i didn't want a farewell kobe bryant dirk nowitzki Dwayne d-wade, Wade tour. <laughs> d-wade just- okay Let's uh probably loves grinding. Too. <laughs> let's go to the dinner. Let's go to the Kristen Steven dinner, and then that after that we'll only do a couple things from episode four. But this last dinner is the last thing that happens in episode three, and I thought perfect time, Pat. Yep. For your song. Was it you who spoke the words that things would happen, but not to me? All things are gonna happen naturally. Chris and Steven go out to dinner, and the song is playing <laughs> You and I Both by Jason Rat. Love this song. I love this song. This took me back. This took me back. Yeah, I hadn't heard Jason Rat in, in a quite a while, but I really like his music. What's that one song he has where he's like, did it be often? Most of them. Skidipium? Skidipium. Scatting. Scatting. That's exactly what it's Dude, called. I just Dude, remember now. Yeah. I mean, what a That was it. What yeah. a fraud of <laughs> He has some fire songs. I'm not saying that he's not a good artist, but if half of your lyrics are gibberish, you're like, you should take, you should take the time. Yeah. Take you're the like, time to write some lyrics. Yeah. yeah. My unicorn in high school, Erica B., Obsessed with Jason Mraz, like the look of him, and I was. Did she like, like his fedoras? <sighs> Dude, Jesus, I fucking forgot about the fact that Jason Mraz always wore fedoras. Why? I don't. He was the one guy in my mind that pulled him off. Fun fact about fedoras: <laughs> uh, we've never seen Pat wear a fedora, but we actually have seen Pat wear a fedora because when we were in LA, there was new Pat. There was this guy who Mike kept trying to fucking bring around. And his name was Pat. We kept calling him New Pat. 
Mike kept trying to get him into our friend crew, but we kept telling him we already have a pat. Anyways, always wore fedoras. <laughs> well, I, I don't think there's anything that's ever been more classic you as there's this new guy coming around that you just didn't really like so based on the fact that both of our names are pat you tried to spark this fake rivalry yeah where you could only have one pat in the crew <laughs> and that was your main reason why you didn't want to hang out little did he know all he had to do was actually change his name to patrick yeah and bd would have been all fucking in there on you him. go yeah benjamin yeah no one goes by benjamin not one person. Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin was fucking... Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Buttons. Do you think Benjamin Bratt would have had a career if he was Ben Bratt? Huh. That's so true. Wow. You think they'd make fucking uh, the curious case of Ben Buttons? No. That's Ben Buttons McKenzie. His nickname. They wouldn't have done that. People called him Benjamin, though. So it was I a know. script and not based on reality. Ben Button, BD, Benjamin Buttons. BD, yeah, you, you fuck up. Uh, that's ben, fake. Little known fact: <laughs> Benjamin Buttons is actually not based on a real story. Who knew? Wow. I Who have knew? two kids, two boys under two, and they both fucking looked like babies. They didn't. Yeah, it was some bullshit, some Hollywood bullshit. I can't confirm Ben's babies looked like babies. <laughs> Underrated movie, in my opinion, though. I kind of like the movie Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Just Never seen it. Oh, that's good. I kind of like it. Yeah. That's good. All right, Pat, this dinner date. Sand. Paint the scene for us. Yeah. Because you and I both loved what you and I spoke. So Jason Mraz is playing, as I stated. Yep. Uh, Stevenson and Kristen. I guess it makes it seem like they've had a breakup or at least hadn't seen each other in a couple uh, couple weeks because both the scenes before this are them just with different girls or guys. And so they come back together for this date. They're at a, what was the restaurant they were at? Pomodoro. You've been? Yes. <laughs> yes. They're out of Pomodoro's and they're... <laughs> I can't believe that you've been to all these places. You were in LA for how long? <laughs> oh, dude, I've been to Laguna Beach like many times because I always go there. It's called reality TV tourism. I. This is why we have a podcast. I could not support it more. I just can't believe that it's such a deep cut of... I have a picture in front of it. So Stephen and Kristen can't imagine a better way to spend their evening other than to just go to this restaurant, wear a backwards hat, drink some water, and just start cutting each other emotionally. (laughs) And that's what we get to watch unfold. So let's play a clip. Let's. I'm gonna just so that we can paint a picture there for the for the kids. Um, Well, I'm just gonna play what Stephen says to her, and then what Kristen says in response to that. Here it is. So it was so much fun at like the fashion show and the after party. All the models were so popular. Yeah. It was more like, what did you do last night? How many dinner was that? Really? Yeah. Just the two of you? Uh, he has a girlfriend and they're like, oh my god, they're so cute. Oh my god. How do you know? How do I know? Yeah. Because his screensaver was like a picture of her, and like she called him, and they were like talking, and they're like, oh, they're just really cute. <laughs> I don't know, it's funny. What'd you guys do? We just went to dinner. And then what? What? And then what? I just went home. They just dropped you off? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. Random? 
Kristen, obviously Steven cuts her deep with, oh, models are so fucking hot. And then Kristen comes right back with, yeah, I had fucking dinner with Zach, so fuck you, Steven. And this is just how they date. This is how yeah. they date. There's like zero flirting. It's all Here's what I do. Action. Here's this girl that wants to have sex with me. Oh, really? Here's this guy that wants to have sex with me. And I, it was insane because when Kristen says it about this Zach guy, she goes, oh, Zach, no, he doesn't. Because Steven's like, what the fuck? You went out to dinner one-on-one with a guy? No camera? The cameras didn't, producers didn't make you do it? No one filmed it. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, he no, d- don't want to get with me. He has a girlfriend. The background on his phone is this picture of his girlfriend. He actually called her at night. And it's like, uh, Kristen, Zach wants to fuck you. Clearly. <laughs> he clearly does. He's at dinner one-on-one with you. He wants to have sex with yeah, you. Yeah, Kristen's Kristen's not allowed to act like she like she does like this because I believe she's one of the most self-aware people of all time. Like she knows exactly exactly what she's bringing to any interaction. She came to a cop like the cop was the scum of the earth because she's so fucking hot. And then she acts like, "Oh no, we were just going out as friends." Like, no, uh, no, uh, no. So, uh, Ben, when we're off off. Uh... <laughs> Off, off, Mike. What'd you say about Stephen? Because I thought this was really interesting. So, as soon as he hears that she went to dinner with Zach, all of a sudden, like eyes start to meet, and the sexual tension goes crazy. Cut it with a spoon. It's absurd. So that's what I'm mean. thinking. This is where Stephen gets off. He's talking to a bunch of girls to go to these girls into talking to other guys to kind of get back at him. That's what he's actually into. So it sounds like he's kind of a cuck. A cuckold. He yeah. might get a little buzz off because that. Because immediately uh, after yeah. that, the yeah. music starts and they are it's like... You and I. Jason Mraz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Jason Mraz is always what I used to listen to. That skeetaby bopping is what got me turned on. Dude. Yeah, Ben, I think you're absolutely right because he's like, he's in, he's in, he goes from chill mode, not talking, to fight mode, bringing up some drama that he knows is going to stir her up and make her talk about another guy or get with another guy. And then he's horny as shit. And Immediately it's like, it's like, all right, let's go home. And we are walking through the garage, which by the way, did not need, like why, if you are producing a show, don't have them walk through a fucking garage where your like bike rack is up. And your lawnmower is there with like a bunch of fucking yeah grass. He's like, no paper. Like, let's go through the front door, which is probably a very oversized door, and there is a little bit of drama. Let's there. make an entrance, dude. I, you uh, know what? Maybe in my next life that I come back as a reality TV editor, Ben comes back as a reality TV fucking producer. Because yeah, that know is, how to get that drama sparked up. That is just a classic. Pete Berg would have never done that. Josh Schwartz would have never had Marissa and Ryan enter through the fucking garage. No. 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 Um, I was thinking while I was watching this dinner scene that Kristen treats Steven kind of like I, I treat my cat. Mm. It's like... Barry? Yeah, Everyone the podcast treated their cat. <laughs> like I Yeah, like, like everybody treats their yeah. cat. Uh, our podcast cat, who I mean, yeah, you know, everybody knows our podcast mascot. Um, so it's like mascot. He's the mascot. Mascot. It'll be <laughs> the, fuck when. Damn, like, that's good. It. I just <laughs> miss things constantly. Damn it! You need to train on your puns. You're welcome, yeah, my, Zerb. 
God, fucking pun games. So I'm Chris and Cavalieri. Steven is my cat Barry. It's like Barry is just like in like in the closet or like sleeping on a chair or doesn't want anything to do with me. I'm trying to watch TV with him upstairs. So I go get him, wake him from his nap, and just bring him upstairs to me just because I want to like watch him while I'm watching TV because it's fun. Right. However, if I'm cooking dinner or something and he's like all about me, like jumping up on the table and stuff, I'm getting super pissed. And like trying to get him off the table and shoo him away or something. Dude, you always want what you can't have. Exactly. And for Steven, it's girl affection. And for you, it's weird cat love. You always want what you can't have. Grass is always greener on Barry's other side. Mm-hmm. That's a given. Everyone knows that. All right. I'll never break Barry's heart, though. <clears throat> you wouldn't you do love that? love all sides of him. Yeah. Okay. Should we go to the last episode, episode four? Yeah. Um, not too much to cover here, so we're just going to hit it quick. It's entitled 18 Candles. The reason we're going to hit this quick is because, for some reason, Laguna Beach decided to zag for this episode, and they essentially made the entire thing centered around fucking Christina and Morgan. Guess and what? Around, no one cares. And around New York. <laughs> yeah. This is Get me Laguna, out of the East Coast. The show is called Laguna Beach. Get me off of the East Coast, bitch. No one wants to go to fucking New York. We'll go there for Gossip Girl. We don't want to go there on Laguna Beach. I believe everyone else was going to Cabo. Uh, yeah. That is a I lot more much, like Laguna much Beach. prefer to go to Cabo. Which, by the end of the episode, I think Morgan would also. Or Christina. Those are two very forgettable characters. Yeah. <laughs> They're so <laughs> ancillary. <laughs> we They are so ancillary. They are so tertiary. They are small. They tried to see, all right, are people interested in them? They quickly found out, after hearing this voice, no. (laughs) It's the big no. (laughs) I just got to say, before we get into Christina and Morgan on this episode, I was thinking uh, during the dinner scene with Lo and then Elsie's family, I just kept thinking how brutal... It would be to be a dad with teenage daughters. And so I know I'm probably going to be there at some point in my life. Ben, if you ever have a daughter and you don't just keep having sons, you'll get here at this point. But, like, how, the dad was just trying to watch the, the game on TV. <laughs> I just kept thinking, like, God damn. Like, my daughter had her fucking friend over, her 16, 17-year-old friend over, and she's failing out of school she's getting like d's and f's in school i've just accepted it because it's her senior year and i'm a cool dad and so i've just let it slide and it's been a long day at work and all i want to do is like sit here on the couch and watch a fucking game and the whole time elsie and lo are just like this non-stop banter like let me go out dad yeah mr fucking no, she, conrad let her go she, out she's calling him by his first name this is something <laughs> Jim, yeah, conrad. that's Jim. what i wanted to say is how weird was it where lo just degraded mr conrad i'm going to call him by what he should have been called at that point yes, because you were in high school you've got some respect you do not have that leeway to call him i think his name is joe Joe or Jim, Joe, Jim, or whatever the hell his name was. Disrespectful. Look, I'm just trying to watch the fucking game. Stop calling me by my name. I'm <laughs> Mr. Conrad. As a dad yourself, bitch. like all your son's friends that come over, they're going to have to call you Mr. J. Yes. Yeah. Until I have a beer with them. And then I say, hey, you can call me Ben. And then they become your best friends. Well, yeah, because I'm going to need best friends at that point. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I'm not gonna have any fucking friends. By the way, maybe it was just maybe it was a genius play because really that dad played himself by grounding LC, and LC's just like, I'm gonna call my super obnoxious friend over, and we're just gonna bother you all night. Is that how grounding works, though? You shouldn't be able to have your first of all. You shouldn't be able to have your friends over when you're grounded. Exactly. Maybe that. Maybe it's this non-strict parenting is why she's getting D's and F's in school. You should. Right? And then later on becomes. I guess. She, I guess she becomes a high a school is. Yeah, later she's on worth millions of dollars. <laughs> Things worked out. But at millions. this moment, she is failing high school. <laughs> high school is not the time to be the cool parent. College is the time to be the cool parent. High school. Your kids are going to fuck you over plenty of times. Oh, yeah. So you need to be very strong. Guys, kids. Kids. I'm a dad. He's a dad, kids. I'm a dad of two boys. Both are under two years old. Okay? So I know what I'm talking about. He gets it. Okay? He gets it. Until they get out of high school, you are locked down. If you want to drink beer, you... Buy IPAs because those fuckers are not gonna want to drink IPAs. That's a good tip. That is that's my, a good tip for the that dads. Is my, mm, I, tip for the kid dads. This is my <laughs> this is my life hack. I am going to buy the hoppiest fucking beers. Yeah. From thirteen now, because kids are fucking wild these days. Thirteen <laughs> to eighteen, I'm gonna drink nothing but shit that really doesn't taste very good. Like scotch. Just scotch and IPAs. I fucking hate scotch. You're going to have to like, like it. Like double IPAs, like imperial IPAs, which are going to fuck you up. Although I guess there's a double Stouts, edged sword. Because quarters. if they can choke one down, they're going to probably be fucked up on like a 9.2%. Yeah, they're playing beer pong Listen with IPAs. and <laughs> throwing out stats. Yeah, but like, here's the thing, dude. They're going to be butt-chugging all those beers in your house. And knowing kids the way I do. As long as it's in my house, I'm totally cool. <laughs> just, just be safe. I'd just rather have it here than anywhere else. If you're going to drink, I want it to be under parental supervision. <laughs> okay. Um, Talon. Talon and Elsie. They go out on another one-on-one that date was one between of those friends. super forced feeling scenes. It was. And I just want to say, uh, you did say in that scene, uh, quote-unquote, fuck Talon's hair. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Talon's hair? It's shitty. It's it like, sucks. dude, Talon, you got the world at your fingertips. Yeah, you've you, already got the best intro of all time. You've yeah. hooked up with every girl in the school twice. You're crushing. You're a junior in high school in Laguna Beach. Doesn't he play on the football team? Isn't that his thing? Like, when you learn more about him in the second yeah. season? You're yeah. on the football team. I can't believe you knew that. Dude, cut. I know. Right? Nice. Uh, you're banging Kristen and Elsie. Yeah. And your hair looks like trash. Garbage. And you got plenty of hair. Mm-hmm. As a guy whose hair has seen its better days, I was just sitting there <laughs> fucking furious. Do something yeah. with it. It was like it was like combed down over his face, or it just looked like pure hell. It's just nothing but straight down over his face, and then the one little calic right over his right eye. It was. It's like yeah. and it's like he that cannot it. be your styling. Yes, it, your calic cannot be your styling. You have to move away from the calic because. For some reason, calics are fucking weird, even though everyone's got them. Dieter's calic is the same thing in the front. Yeah. It looks like a douche. It's like, uh, it looked like he had a, like a tired party ramp. Like at one point he had it gelled up and then it just got, it got it sad and drooped down. So it's maybe the hair product's fault, where early on it looked very good and then it kind of falls. I kind of remember feeling really fucking good in high school, leaving 
my house and then coming back and like, oh, well, no wonder I fucking didn't hook up with anyone. Because my hair failed, man. My hair fucking failed because the product is shit. So you could go to the... uh, Divine, this is... That's a perfect spot. For an unofficial sponsorship. Again, that's A couple sprays of that at the beginning of the day and you're set all day. Just cool, casual hair. That is Divine. This is a salt spray. 8.45 fluid ounces. $28 Amazon Prime. Divine's. Enter promo code VL <laughs> and you will get nothing and they will laugh. Divines, a salty spray for creating tussled, beachy texture. Leaves it looking tussled and volumized. Divines. Unofficial. Um, okay. Should we talk about the birthday party? Yeah. At Joe's Crab Shack. Eat at Joe's, which is one of the worst fucking things to have very apparent in Every one of your restaurants eat at Joe's. That is the least appetizing fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely. Um, they went there, so two things. No irony. No alcohol. So they're, just, <laughs> they're, just out of, they're just out of Joe's Crab Shack, like dead serious with no alcohol. I feel I, like you have one of those two things. Either it's like, let's go to Joe's Crab Shack just because it's a weird choice. Like, that's kind of funny. Or let's just go to Joe's Crab Shack... And you just get fucked up because there's nothing else. That works. But to choose it as your 18th birthday party location? Dude, that's why I would be in the LC Low group and not in that Christina, fucked up Christina, like, that's a good Morgan point. group. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, I, I was thinking that, like, the whole time, like, god damn, like, parties would, you just forget how, sh- like, no one's drunk. Because you're out in public, you can't get drunk. You're 17, and it's just like, damn, like, how weird is that? Like parties and like birthday parties or whatever, where everyone's just stone cold sober. Like, how do you enjoy your night? Uh-huh. Going back to the front grinding thing. How do you front grind with a stranger when you're completely sober? Oh God, did you mention that earlier? How they were completely sober at that fashion show? Because now I'm just trying to think how you would grind at that fashion well, show. Well, you're also assuming that the model is not on. Oh, drugs. PCP. Yeah, she's a model. No, I was so thinking cocaine. Some drugs. I was getting LC. the vibe that they were somehow getting booze during that situation, because they were like out at a bar. It yeah. Be... How long can you stay at an after party with models without drinking any alcohol? It'd be impossible. You would leave after like yeah. ten minutes because it would feel so awkward. Hey, but you know, all these girls are fucked up on coke, and we are completely <laughs> sober. They are on next level. Um, okay, should we talk about the guy at Joe's Crab Shack? Yeah, that, a little show that man. Kristen is dying to talk to for some reason, even though he's sitting next to a very pretty girl who yeah, is seems, very likely his girlfriend. his girlfriend. The audacity that she has to send over a note to a guy sitting next to another blonde who is very attractive via. The waitress who she has, she wants no part of this. No, she's not getting. There are cameras around, and she is getting involved in something that she has no fucking clue. These kids drinking water and by the tip, exactly. You do not tip well unless you're drinking alcohol. Um, I feel like this just goes along with her just being boy crazy. Her being like, "I'm out of this restaurant. Steven's not here. No other guys are here. 
I'm bored. There's some cherry cordial over Put there. Put the attention on me. This it's her birthday party. Yeah, exactly. I need a little bit of buzz going here. I'm just gonna like make a big deal. There's about no this dude fawning all over me. I gotta gotta have it happen at all gonna, times. This restaurant's full of like sixes and sevens, so I'm gonna find a seven point five. Sixes and sevens <laughs> is very generous for a Joe's crash. Yeah, you know there's mullets there. I'm gonna there find, all I'm gonna find the hottest guy at the Joe's Crab Shack and, and send him a note. Even in Southern California, Joe's Crab Shack does not have a bunch of sixes and sevens. Dude, what? How weird is that? This will never happen to us in our lives. But how weird would that be if you're at a restaurant with your girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever? And a group of 17-year-old girls send you over a note that just says, Hey, you're really hot. Again, it'll never happen to us, foreign, but what would you do? Would you just be annoyed? Like, I'm trying to put myself in that position. It's tough. Because <laughs> it's never going to happen, and it never has happened. But you like, go to Joe's Crab Shack more. What do you do? Do you go over to the group of 17 and a half, 16 and a half year olds or whatever and just... Up, you ladies. certainly don't. Clearly, I'm the butt of this like joke or whatever. You hey. certainly don't get up out of your seat like this guy did. Walk over and like get their numbers. Sorry, I would like to say, BD, you're at least a six at a Joe's Crab Shack. All right. Yeah, you're a Joe's Crab Thank Shack. Thank you six. for saying that. You're Absolutely. a good six. I mean, so. I misspoke earlier. I don't know if I'm. I think I'm too humble or whatever. But like, I placed myself at a four or five at a Joe's. I got you. That's like, why I'm here. So I guess I am. I was told Thank beforehand for to compliment both hosts. Get ahead of it. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like I hadn't yet. Yeah, because you waited till the hour 40 mark. Hour 40, is that it? To give a first compliment. So I wish you had done that earlier about like me being a six because that would have really got this started off on the right foot instead of the wrong one. Okay. Hindsight. Hindsight. It's fifteen twenty. Um, Anything else? Oh, dude, Christina's audition. We said this whole episode was about Christina and Morgan. We, we oh, still shit. found a way to not talk about them at all. That was easy. <laughs> it was easy. They were so forgettable. I'm going to play a clip here. This is uh, Christina's audition. Christina <laughs> goes to New York. and While everyone else is, like I think, going to Cabo. And she goes to New York to audition for Wicked Rent. Cats. I don't know. She named yeah, it's like just five. Basically, it's this whole setup that her mom told her where she's going to audition for a casting director for these Broadway plays. And the whole thing just didn't really... Add and it. she mentioned like the top five biggest plays of all time. Like, Wicked. oh, Wicked, Cats, uh, Hairspray. fucking Hairspray. She just mentioned like, yeah, they're casting for all of the shows. It would literally be like if somebody was... <laughs> was barely good enough to play on their high school team, and their mom or dad came in and was like, Hey, uh, hey, good news. you got to try out for the Broncos. So yeah. John Elway John sees him, meet you at the airport, and uh, you're going to try out for the Broncos. So. Yeah, we, we definitely did not pay him two hundred grand to meet you at the airport and yeah. just go throw, this whole, throw your cannon around the field. This whole thing stunk to high heavens like some kind of a scam where her parents just pay this casting director like three grand to just... Give her advice or, or so whatever. So is this the like mid two thousands version of the Lori Lachlan? Yeah, 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 dude. Scandal? That's exactly what this like, feels like. Yeah. What did you do? Mm-hmm. Let's play that clip. Here it is. It's off. Here's Christina's audition. At the top of my lungs, I'm giving it back, and I lift my. 
safe to say she's not making it into Wicked or Hairspray. I mean... She fucking sucks at singing. It's going to be a no for me, dog. I mean, points off. Points off for that performance. Uh, It fucking sucks. She is not defying gravity. She is at the fucking bottom of whatever she is trying to get to the top of. I mean, by defying gravity. Fair That's a little deep cut for the wicked fans out there. I know you kids are just really artistic. I didn't understand that at all. It's a song in Wicked. Defying gravity. It's absolute fire. Cool. Safe to say, uh, a little pitchy. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. In my notes, I just said pitchy much. Little pitchy to this podcaster sitting here in this podcast studio. I know so, nothing about music, but I've watched enough Randy Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I know it's yeah. a little pitchy. Yeah. yeah, she's not going to Hollywood. She's gonna go <laughs> back the fuck to Laguna Beach. So the whole this whole episode could kind of just be summed up by uh, Christina's not a good singer at all, and we have no idea why she's in New York auditioning for this play. She sucks at singing, and just just so we can all feel good about her being put in her place, let's follow that clip up with a clip of what the judge actually said to her feedback. Here it is. Luckily today, I had plenty of time, mm-hmm. but without a doubt, any other audition that you'd go into, mm-hmm. you would have been cut off about two and a half minutes ago because that's too long of an audition song. What we're looking for mm-hmm. is someone who really captures a character and someone who is really committed to acting it and takes risks and raises the stakes, uh-huh. okay? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, great. So keep working on that because right. you sound great. Thank you so much Thank you. for your time. Yeah, it's really a nice great to meet you. opportunity. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You would like have been that. stopped two and a half minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that alone, we don't. So, can you imagine listening to that for, I would say, what? Four minutes? Wow. Maybe you get 90 seconds. Probably felt like 10. So four minutes of her singing and you being on camera reacting to this because they are in the fucking audition room showing what this casting director has to deal with. I don't feel too bad for the casting director because she got uh, $4,500 from Christine's mom. <laughs> to sit through that. That seems low. Well. I will say, though, um, it's got to feel like so good putting someone in their place who fucking sucks like so being judged is the worst obviously in a job interview in an audition there's nothing fuck, fucking worse than like try out a try I should have made that fucking freshman year basketball team <laughs> I mean that's the difference when when you're put on the stage like that bright lights you wilt I show up three charges unbelievable dude here's the thing when, but in terms of like judgments, there's nothing worse than being judged in like a formal setting like that. It's fucking job interviews kill me. But I will say that like if you are a judge and it's been a long ass day and like fucking you've had so many people come in, so many like two and a half out of ten, and it's just like, you know what, you suck ass, bitch, and you are not getting your feedback on how you're shitty, you're getting 37 other shitty fucking people that came in here that I'm now just going to lay all on you. The cameras are on. It's fucking 4.59 and I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. 
So and it, in this great. fictional world where you're a talent judge, you're gonna unload all of the like the bad things that you've seen <laughs> on the last audition and just crush their dreams. I don't know why it just made me laugh thinking I like about it. me ever I really being a like judge. It. I'll never be a judge. I would also say if you live in New York City, you have the green light to just shit on someone who has traveled from wherever the fuck you traveled from mm-hmm. to yeah. audition for this. It's like, oh, did you come from like Bumblefuck, like Mississippi? Vancouver. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> to a real city. And I am Bitch. going to send you right back to where you fucking came from. Like, there has to be some sort of. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, That's what I want. Issue do. in your fucking mind after seeing shitty person after shitty person. Where also, when you do find someone who's actually good, do you like doubt yourself? Like, am I just looking for something to be actually be good today, or are they actually fucking good? Maybe you have no idea. Yeah, this is what I want. How much do, stress is on this casting director? I feel so bad for her. She handled this <sighs> so much. Yeah, she's so stressed out. She's yeah. like plucking her eyebrows out. Weird. Did- who has worse normally, eyebrows, her or Normally, Dieter? you would have been cut off two and a half minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't clock Dieter's eyebrows. I will, I will say in real in real job interviews, I wish like I, we could do the same thing that she does, where she knows within 90 seconds whether you like you should yep. be there or not. Oh, yeah. Like a job interview is like two hours long. Nope. And you know within like the first 30 seconds if that person's good or not. And I just would be like... I, I love you. Yes, come, come. Yes, yes. Yeah. We need you. Or just like, hey, can you just get like, out. Just get out. You're yeah. the worst. Get the fuck out. It's like if you're good, please don't ask the right questions <laughs> because this place fucking sucks to work at. And if if you ask me the right question, I'm gonna tell you something that you're not going to accept Stay. this job. Stay. <laughs> please take we need you. Take my workload. <laughs> I really want to start going so home tired. at five o'clock again. I'm so tired. <laughs> God damn the, the the version you described of that girl is what I would love to be doing. Just I just want kicking to people out of New York City. Yes, yeah. I want to be in a in a place where I just kick people out. I just want to be in an Empire State of Mind. Okay, shout out Alicia Keys. Let's, shout out Jay Z. Um, two two things, two things, and we'll wrap. One, Pat, I want you to drill into Dieter's eyebrows. Thirty seconds, go. Oh, so he's got the freakiest fucking eyebrows. I don't know what he's doing with them. Uh, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen the show, just Google a picture of Dieter from Laguna Beach. I think he plucks his eyebrows or something. They're like, they go in and down, down to his face. It just wigs me out. I do not clock eyebrows as much as this podcaster does, but I'm glad that you're constantly on high alert for eyebrow. Yeah. Eyebrow watch. Yeah, I'm an eyebrows guy. I look at those brows. Yeah. The auditioner or the late the uh, the talent judge had freaky eyebrows. Go watch this episode and look at them. Watch it back, kids. Second one, organically get into your thing about that Ben needs to do. How about I organically get into my MVP? Perfect. It's Steven. <laughs> Steven's the MVP. Because he went to the fashion show? So Steven was like that triangle. He was like the perfect third wheel to be on that that date. Like or not I'm not even called a date. That that fashion show road trip. Hold on. Steven's never a third wheel. He is the wheel. It's interesting because the other two people had a reason to be there. Elsie and Trey are both super into fashion. Yeah, Steven. Steven was just there to make that an interesting episode. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. He was just there to attract models. Exactly. If Steven's not there, they probably wouldn't have been able to use any of that footage. It would have just been like Trey and Elsie not knowing what to talk to each other about in a hotel together. Fucking weird. And then going to this fashion show and then going home. By the way, Laguna Beach is not that far away from L.A. You do not have to get in a fucking hotel room. It's about an hour. I've made that drive many yeah. times. If it's you're gonna be, an hour. If you're going to be doing... an hour during, like, two to three rush hour, or... It's pretty simple. You hop on the 405, that turns into the 10, and then you just make dick. your way. Everyone, <laughs> everyone fucking loves that joke, don't we? Either, and so, I've never been there. I've never driven around there, but I fucking know that joke. <laughs> 10, 101, 405. Yeah, you just hop right on PCH and then you'll be there. (laughs) PCH. Um, So this is just one of those episodes. I know I didn't give it to him last time just because it's too easy to give it to him every time, but he is the most valuable player in this show. Yeah, he's got to get some. Yeah, you just insert him into anything and then, like it's been said many times before, drama. Mm. And you can create a whole whole story arc around him just being involved in a situation because everybody is so concerned over what he's doing, that it just, it kind of makes it awesome. Um, ben, you had a point that you wanted to bring up about my man Steven, and I'm going to let you do it, because he's the MVP. That is such a good segue. Thank you. Um, I would like to acknowledge the fact that Steven drives a white pickup truck that is so awesome. It's I'm great. someone who, thinking about, like, alright, so if I win the lottery, if I win $300 million... One thing that I'm going to buy, first off, is a fucking pickup truck. Would you buy a Ford Ranger like Steven? Well, no, because I have $300 million and I'm <laughs> not a teenager. But you could drive, You could just but, buy a pickup truck on your current salary. Yes. You don't need to win the lottery. Yes. You should make your dream a reality. If this has not been hammered home enough, I have two children you could... and... Do you realize how fucking huge car seats are? You could put them in the bed. Yeah. You could rig it up so you could get the car seats in the bed and they just get get a little wind. If I don't like my kids, I'll just buy a fucking pickup truck, (laughs) throw them in the the bed, and then someone is going to call, what is it, Child Protective CPS on me. Ben, (laughs) Pat doesn't get it. He's not a father like you and I. He doesn't get it. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. I just wanted Go to ahead. acknowledge for my father, dumb. <laughs> uh, so this pickup truck, though, as soon as I heard that Laguna Beach was the next show to be watched, the only thing that I thought of was, oh, shit, that's the one with Steven riding around in that pickup truck. And guess what? He rides around to all of his friends' houses to talk to them. He doesn't even use a phone. Nah, he doesn't need a phone. He's got the truck. Now, that is definitely not done by like production because he definitely just wants to be in this pickup truck as much as humanly possible because he has everything in it. He's got a surfboard. He has board shorts. He has a fresh pair of underwear at all times. Sea salt spray. He has a shirt that only has one sleeve, which Trey is obviously going to appreciate. There are just so many throwbacks in this fucking pickup truck that how do you not want a pickup truck? So, in that situation, pickup truck, absolutely the right choice if you want to be in with the ladies. It's the kind of car an MVP drives. MVP MVP car and big time tip for the kids. Kids, you go out there and you get a fucking pickup truck. It's got Ben, the 
De facto, super dad on this podcast. Zerb was a dad on this podcast, but Ben's got two kids. By my math, that's one more than Zerb. Beats him out. It beats him out. So yeah, Ben, checks out. Zerb can be our number one fan, and Ben can be the de facto super dad. dad. Number one super dad, fatherhood. And it's on the coffee cup. It's on the coffee cup. And what we want to tell the kids is you get that coffee cup. You don't drink it, though, because we want you to tuck on in. We want you to sleep tight, kids. You can't have the coffee. You can't have the caffeine when you're trying to go to sleep. Kids, you sleep tight. Pat? Clear eyes. Full hearts. Do less. Do way less. Can I get down so I can do? I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.